Hey, you're listening to Dungeon for Two, where we talk dungeon design, or at least that's where it starts. My name's Dalton, and I'll be your dungeon doctor, or your DMMD for short. Joining me this week is a very special guest, Cruxy. Hello! Hello! Thanks for coming How on. How are you doing? I'm doing alright. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Nice. Glad to hear it. Well, let's see. Are you ready to make a dungeon from scratch? Indeed I am. Indeed you are. That's what I like to hear. Well, before I get going with anything else, I want to ask you, have you come to the table with any sort of ideas of your own? Um, I do have a specific idea in mind. Not too fleshed out, but... Go for it. <laughs> All right. So, um, I have this idea for a dungeon, and the premise is Candy Lover's Dream. Candy and Lover's Dream? And also cute dream. stuffed animals. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm a candy lover, and this has popped up in my dream once too many times, but mm -hmm. it's very welcome anyways. But, so, the story is... Okay. A princess is lost from the Mochi Kingdom, and the party has to go and figure out how to help. The pa party later finds out that the princess is actually a runaway, and the king just wants to find a close enough substitute so that he can marry off the princess <laughs> oh, wow, to a okay. kingdom to form an allegiance. Okay. Damn, that's a... Yep. That is a deep plot for a candy kingdom. I like... <laughs> okay, and run that. That was that was a lot to take in. So run that by me one more time. I want to make sure I get it. So the princess is initially, like, to the party. They 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 are told that she is lost from the Mochi Kingdom and needs their help. But yes. she's actually running away on purpose. Correct. She's running away on purpose. She's okay. basically Princess Jasmine. She wants to find her destiny. She wants to find more than got what's. It, got it. She wants to find what's beyond the walls. <laughs> the gingerbread walls of the Mochi Kingdom. Got it. Oh yeah, by the way, the castle is made out of all candy. I see. Oh, we're... Okay, full on in the candy. I like it. Yes. Castle. So the whole kingdom, castle and kingdom, are all... Yes. Candy. I like it. All right. Yes. I can dig um, that. And so the king mm -hmm. is... Uh, short stout guy wears like lollipop swirls as eyeglasses. Got it. And because of this, he doesn't have the very good eyesight. <laughs> okay, so, so I'm thinking yeah. I, my brain goes to like the King Candy from Candyland sort of deal. Yes, where he's like this little guy. Okay, got it. Yes. <laughs> Glad he we're on the same page. Okay. How's he? Um, What's so his voice? His voice is King Candy. Oh, it's this. Okay, <laughs> got it. Sounds good. And, oh, and he, he also has gold teeth because okay. his teeth is all broaden out at the same time. <laughs> so that's some solid uh, world building, character building, right there. <laughs> Poor teeth rotted out long ago. Sorry, you wanted to ask a question? I'm just no, it's all good. Out ideas to you, you go for it. I'm I'm all here for it. So any any ideas you have, keep spouting, and we'll we'll work all into right. a dungeon eventually. 
So initially the party tries to find the princess that is lost, but in reality, the king just wants to find a substitute, honestly, because he knows the princess isn't coming back. Yeah. So I have this strange idea okay. that the king tries to play it off as one of the party members is the princess. Ooh, okay. So because of this, he tries to make one of the party members marry off a, a neighboring prince. Oh, okay. I like that. So he, the party sort of has to choose whether to play along with this king and let the princess do what she wants or to uh, sort of force her to do what the king wants. Interesting. Yes. I like that. And what is this? What is this neighboring prince? What's his deal? Um, is this can so, is this kingdom also candy based, or is it like spicy food based, or perhaps some kind of <laughs> exact opposite? Like, is the is it some kind of like fried chicken kingdom? <laughs> Let's do a fried chicken kingdom. That sounds awesome. Okay. <laughs> So he is he is Prince uh, non copyright Harlan Saunders, not Colonel yes. Sanders. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Got it. Of the... and his personality is uptight, full of himself. Like ah, oh, I'm the best. <laughs> okay. I like that. So we got this snooty fried chicken prince. Who the party? Mm -hmm. I I think we should just make this guy the most hateable bastard that there ever was, just so the party is instantly like turned off from the idea of having to deal with him for very long. Yes. <laughs> yep. Okay, I like that. Um. So I got up to this point, and I found a possible way of how they can find the castle. Okay. Because this kingdom is placed upon a giant cotton candy cloud. Oh, kingdom in the sky. I like that. Yes. So the way that the party would find this castle would be like a little Jack and the Beanstalk moment. I like. Where okay. they find like little cotton candy hopstone <laughs> clouds and they have to hop their way up the clouds to make their way to the castle. But some of these clouds are precarious, mm. so I guess... Some of them are just clouds. <laughs> yeah, some of them are just clouds. <laughs> okay. I like that. All right, I'm already... I'm picturing it now, so we got... You gotta... So how does this... How does the party find out about this place? What is their sort of inciting moment where they're made aware of this kingdom? Do they... Does a denizen of this candy land, like... Uh, sort of come to them and ask them for help or do they hear about it from some uh, library or something what are you thinking I'm thinking that this is like almost like a, a fairy tale or yeah something that they heard in their childhood books and Got it. they come across these cotton candy clouds and they're like <laughs> oh what is this like it's real it looks delicious <laughs> <laughs> So there's this widespread fairy tale in the land. 
um, that no one really takes seriously, you know. But turns out it's real. Yes. And the party is going to get embroiled in some serious food-based political game. I like it. So this one, I'm th the whole thing you just described to me in my head is a very uh, roleplay-centric dungeon, which I like. Because mm, yes. I, I, when I think Cotton Candy Kingdom, it's obviously we could do some very cute combat encounters, but I'm also thinking in general, like it's going to be a lot of having to deal and one of those things where there's no real right decision, quote unquote, like you have to either, or at least not at first, but maybe you can convince one or the other party that, you know, their view is wrong. Like you could convince the king that he should let his daughter just do her thing. Or you could convince yeah. the princess that, you know, in reality, she has a duty and she must marry this, this poor abominable prince. Yeah, exactly. I very much so like playing dungeons that are open-ended and mm -hmm. have a variable amount of ideas or ways that you can finish the dungeon, and yeah. that's how I'd like to play it. Awesome. So if I were to make a dungeon like that, I would, yeah, that would well, be yeah. great. Let's do that. Yes. So yeah, we will have, yeah, we c I can definitely, we'll work it in there that it has, you know, multiple branching, not branching necessarily, but multiple uh, endings that you could, you could trigger based on yeah. what, uh, who you manage to convince or what, what things you manage to do. I think that would be interesting. So yeah. let's see. So first, when they first arrive here. They are at this candy, this gingerbread castle, right? This is where they, they, did they arrive just at the gates of this castle when they ascend these into the cotton candy sky? Or yes. would they, they do? Okay, so it's right at the castle gates. It's, it's like right there. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Very fairy tale esque You just walk right up to the castle. So. And the first person who greets them at these gates I think needs to set the tone. So, do we want to have some manner of peppermint butler, something along those lines? Non-copyright peppermint butler. Oh no, that's thinking... a character. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe like giant stuffed animals as like. Oh, they're... okay. <laughs> they're men. Got it. Yeah. I the, just sent uh... you a picture of kind of like um, a idea of what I'd want the cover art to look like because <laughs> i do do i do do i do drawing i draw yes <laughs> that's what i'm trying to say got it and i don't know i think it'd be really cool if i could do like the uh, cover art for this dungeon yeah that would be so amazing maybe like a basic sketch of oh that's amazing i love that let me see if i can uh try to pull this out there we go so here we go should be able to see that that is I love that. That is so adorable. Cute. <laughs> oh, the bunny sleeping on the cloud is so cute. Okay, for anyone... You can kind of get the vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big vibe. So for our audio listeners out there, it is an adorable uh, bunny-eared woman here in the, in the front with this glorious gingerbread castle with these peppermint swirls and what look like ice cream cone... Uh, parapets, which is wonderful. 
and there's a, just adorable stuffed animals resting on nearby clouds. All right, that I am I am inspired now. You've you've very successfully inspired me. So that's one. Hang on, my there. Oh, there we go. Okay. Cool. I can work with that. Thank you for the visual. Visuals always help. I think it's it's a yeah, uh, no problem. Yeah, it's nice to have a good base to roll off of because normally this is all this is all in the in in our heads. So thank you for that. Okay, so we arrive at these gates. There is a stuffed animal here greeting you. Who is this stuffed animal? <laughs> what is their name? What is their appearance? What what pops into your head first? Hello? So, oh. uh, I'm thinking of, like, <laughs> two giant okay. stuffed bears. They're standing on either side of the gate. Got it. Um, I don't know what kind of name we should give them. I'm just thinking, hmm. like, Snuggles and Stuffles? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for it. Snuggles and Stuffles. Say Snuggles is the quote-unquote good cop, and Stuffles <laughs> is the bad cop. Yes. All right. Do the <laughs> players need to do anything to gain entry to the castle, or will one of these two stuffed bears sort of let them in on what's happening and say like, "Oh, we're in trouble." I like the idea of them uh, finding their way in. Okay. But then they also have to find a way, like, to know that they're in trouble, so... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Ooh, uh, we might be hmm. able to do, like, a gossip situation where as they're breaking into the castle, they can overhear some... some concerned gossip from these stuffed animals about how poor... Uh, the poor... the poor king is... Oh, the princess has been gone for so long, he must be so worried. That sounds good, yeah. Okay. So then, if we're doing a adorable break-in sequence. I think that could be our first little map here. So, see, the layout of this castle, do you want, I feel like it should be pretty simple because I think maybe they have to get past the outer wall and then find a way in to the inner chambers and then to the throne room, something like that. Yes. Nothing, nothing too complicated, because this is going to be, it sounds like it's going to be a quest in multiple parts where they have to go here and then go find the princess and then come back and then maybe go to the fried chicken kingdom's castle, which I'm just envisioning as a really greasy version of the chum bucket, but we'll get back to that. <laughs> also on a giant cloud of fried chicken. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> it's too good. Ah, uh, yes. Glorious music as well. <laughs> Alright, um... <laughs> also on a fried chicken cloud. Great. It's just permanently raining grease from the bottom of this kingdom. The poor people below it's them. It's raining gravy. Oh, it's raining gravy. There we go. <laughs> okay. 
Um, so I'll, I'll block out a castle layout, and while I'm doing that, I wanted to ask you, I know that you are an artiste, especially based on the drawing that you sent me, so I wanted to ask you how, uh, how you got into art, or like what your, what your story is regarding art. Um, I've started drawing since I was a kid. Okay. I remember the first thing that made me really want to draw is... Uh, my first ever anime, Sailor Moon. Oh, nice. So I would come home from school, watch Sailor Moon. I would do all the poses and be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm Sailor Moon. I'm Sailor Mars. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to draw this. And I remember as a kid, I was thinking to myself, okay, my plan is when I grow up, I'm going to draw all these drawings, put them on an art stand, and sell them for five bucks each. Nice. <laughs> I like the plan. Um, <laughs> I mean, I somewhat stayed to that plan a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, I've always been into like magical girls, like mm. super into Powerpuff Girls as a kid. Nice. And like that whole idea of like women empowerment and just like, yeah. you know, you can be cute, but you can also be powerful at the same time. Why not? Yeah, it's a good message. And... Yeah, I've just really loved drawing ever since I was a kid and being inspired by like the colorful worlds, the like romantic ideas of like, oh, I just love it. Nice. And what would you say is like, if you have a, like you said, you, you really like the magical girl aesthetic, but what would you say is like your, how do I put this? Like when you when you are in a slump and you're unsure what to draw, what do you look to for like inspiration? Hmm, that is a good question. Um, and I I wouldn't imagine that would be a singular thing, but like um, uh, maybe that's a that's a bit too open ended. I I actually I like to take walks. Okay. I find that going out in nature and uh, walking around. Like being surrounded by nature, it really inspires me nice. and just lets my imagination just like completely, like, you know, just think about whatever my brain wants to think about at the moment. And yeah, like, sort of frees up your mind to, to do some thinking for you, take some of the yeah. load off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, let's see here. Uh, and in. What what would you cuz okay let me refresh my english skills real quick before <laughs> i keep stumbling over my own words what would you say uh is your like is there something that you come back to i guess is what i'm trying to say when you draw is there a certain character or a certain place or thing that you really just love to draw and draw all the time it's really funny because that character is in this dungeon right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> the one on the so, art that you said. The me? princess of this oh, okay. castle is my D and D character, Mayumi. Oh, nice. So she is a um, custom class, custom race, um, Usamimi Frost Weaver. So Ooh. it's basically like, kind of like a wood elf slash. Um, ASMR okay. mixed with 
sorcerer slash warlock, I guess. <laughs> awesome. I will definitely question you more about that. So you said she was a... So the Frostweaver, I'm assuming that's the custom class. Yep. Okay. And that... You said that's like a mix between a, a sorcerer... sorcerer a draconic sorcerer slash I'd say celestial warlock okay interesting yeah so very magical girl vibes <laughs> yes I think <laughs> I think it hits that nail on the head uh and then what, and then, what did you say is the what is her like uh race her custom race would be called usamimi u-s-a-m-i-m-i so that basically means um bunny ears in Japanese, kind of. <laughs> I like it. Hits the nail on the head once again. That's a cute name. Yeah. And did you, this is just Thanks. something that you play in your D&D home game? Or is this a character that you like travel and take with you to other like one shots and that sort of thing? Play her in my home game with my fiance, actually. Oh, nice. Uh, Jojo. Yeah. Awesome. What is her like role in the party? Is she the the like adventurous one that always wants to get into trouble? Is she the more reserved one that wants to make sure everyone's being safe? What is her sort of role in the party? Would you say? Personality is very much so like main character, like ditzy plus character. <laughs> main character. So... I like that description. <laughs> yep, and um, she's very much so like. An adventurer and yes. she tries not to get in trouble but she she ends up getting in trouble anyways <laughs> okay <laughs> and um i guess combat wise she would be more so of a uh high burst damage but also healing and utility okay so yeah. sort of whatever the party needs her to be yeah i like that and I think that gives us, or at least it gives <laughs> gives me, a stronger foundation for who exactly, or how to sort of roleplay the princess of this dungeon once we get to her. Um, and what what is her like backstory in your in your campaign? What is Mayumi's backstory? Mayumi's backstory in our campaign is pretty much the same if not close to this dungeon, actually. She is a princess from a faraway land, okay. and she is a runaway because she just wants to find her destiny. She wants to find what's oh, more. Nice. She wants to find what's out there. I have to find, yes, there's gotta be something out there for me. Yep. Nice. It's very Muppet Treasure Island of her. Yeah. Uh, let's And I'm assuming this kingdom in your campaign is 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 less candy based. Yeah, uh. um, it's actually kind of based, mm, kind of based off Japan in a way, but okay. like a little bit different. Got it. <laughs> um, so there's like these different prefectures mm. in this land. Got and uh, her prefecture is the one that deals in medicinal honey, but also sweets. Oh, nice. So still along the sweets. <laughs> still has that, that aspect road. in there. Okay. Yeah. I like that. But yeah. 
Well, uh, give me your your thoughts on the the castle here. Do you think it's? I tried to keep it pretty simple. I think I'll draw. After this, I don't want to take up more time just drawing a big cloud around it, but I will detail. I think we can just detail in the gameplay what the sort of traversal to the castle is. I think that can just be... Well, let's just start detailing, actually, before I yeah. go on any more tangents. So when they're getting to this castle, the first, the first thing they got to do, the climb. So how difficult... Oh, that's a that's a good question in general, actually. Before we start throwing in too many details, is when you envision this adventure, do you envision this being for a experienced party, or do you imagine this being a sort of uh, something for newer adventurers, mm. or something for mm. sort of any any skill level? Because I I don't I'll, I. Don't think the combat will be particularly featured in this uh, in this adventure, but I, if we're gonna I think set, it could be flexible. Flexible, really. okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. I guess it would really depend on um, like what the party does. Yeah. But also how. Yeah. how well, that's the you that's make... the thing with the open-ended dungeons is that yeah. if in order to set to make it still um, engaging and not either a cakewalk or impossible um, we do have to we, we're gonna have to bake in you know several different uh, difficulties of things based on what players have done before and you know who they've talked to and all that sort of stuff so okay uh, that so that'll be a little bit of extra extra work we got to do, but I think it'll be worth it for the for the payoff at the end. It should feel like a really personal adventure that no two parties experience the same, which I think will be super cool. So yeah. to that end, climbing up here I think could be is not one of those experiences that uh, is going to be different because everyone's got to do it. So getting up here probably shouldn't be too difficult i do like the idea of there being like clouds that you can step on that are not cotton candy and you sort of fall through them but at the same time it would be a little annoying for your character to just <laughs> fall several hundred feet or thousand depending on how high this kingdom is and splat so that is true yeah let's um see. maybe something like a passive perception Okay, yeah, just to notice, like, or, yeah, if their passive perception's high enough, they'd notice that some of the clouds are less solid than others, and, uh, sorry, know which ones to avoid, yeah. versus players who have low, or parties overall, who don't have very high perception, maybe don't notice that offhand, and perhaps have to make a, a check to avoid stumbling through a cloud and plummeting. <laughs> yeah. I definitely wouldn't want anyone to fall several yeah. hundred feet to the <laughs> Oh, we might Especially at the very start. Yeah, we might be able to do a thing where if they fall, we could make it a little roleplay moment where they get saved by one of the stuffed animals and they can immediately, you know, start to interact with this place and get an yeah. idea of how whimsical and like fantastical it is. So Yeah, that sounds good. So the cotton candy clouds. Uh, so I don't want to set the passive perception thing too high, but at the same time, if we do set it high, we could sort of 
push more players down the route of falling and getting saved if we're going to introduce them to this to a character early. So I think I'll slap a DC 15 on that. <laughs> the classic. Sounds about right. Yeah. So passive perception of 15 or higher. And the PC, the players notice some clouds are not solid. Or, well, they're just clouds. <laughs> it's not candy, cotton candy at all. If not noticed, they can fall. Uh, so it'll be a another DC 15. Just say a deck save. Alright, and if they don't avoid it, I think we'll, we should come back to this and maybe a character later on that they would meet later saves them now and they can get in some early introductions in that case. Hmm, yeah. That sounds good. Okay, like maybe one of the kings, like his advisor or something, one someone close to the king, and if they meet him now they can have an easier time getting an audience with him or something along those lines, but we'll, we'll yeah. detail that. All right, now that they're at the gates. So they're at this these candy gates and they are met by uh, snuggles and stuffles. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see, so snuggles and stuffles do not let them through easily, right? That's the idea? No. All right. No. I so, like the idea that they can convince them to let them through by like offering that, yeah. a bribe of sorts. <laughs> They're corrupt <Of> candy. bears. <laughs> candy <laughs> corruption. Yeah. Uh, the guards. But it's like cute corrupt. It's like it's a cute bribe. They give them candy and they're like, <laughs> oh boy. And they, they're so busy eating it. They just let the gate hang open. Yep. I got that. Alright, so if they have any candy on them, they can give it to him as a bribe uh, and walk right on through. If not, they must find a way to scale the gingerbread walls. And are there other stuffed guards monitoring these walls that they have to avoid, you think? I, maybe like some flying stuffed gremlins or something. Ooh, okay. Stuffed gremlins. Okay. <laughs> but they're cute stuffed gremlins. Yes, they're cute. They're adorable stuffed gremlins. You know that ugly cute, you know? Like Yeah, yeah. I think I I think I can pick up what you're laying down. Okay. <laughs> so they, they got like the so ugly it's cute vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ugly cute. Gremlins monitor the walls. We'll say sneaking past them. How hard is that gonna be? Let's see. Because hmm. they're flying, so they got good eyes. And they might not be as prone to candy bribes as the bears. But maybe... Because if we want this to be open-ended, I do like the idea of just, like, putting a challenge in front of players and just letting them sort of figure it out as they will rather than saying like oh they can do this or this and that's it you know yeah so maybe um, we just say like they there's you know 
a couple of these gremlins flying around and whatever players decided you know they can if they have rope they can try to scale the walls they can try to uh try to distract them mm -hmm, they can try to distract them with something i'm thinking if they're if they're really if they're the thing that came to my mind for whatever reason is they could pick up some of the cotton candy and like disguise themselves <laughs> or oh yeah sort of sort of anything like that so we'll say gremlins have good eyesight and can see well so stealth is a dc say like 17 but they are easily distracted Uh, making sneaking past them afterwards much easier. And if they get caught, what do we want to happen? Because we have to always put in the option that the players do not do something successfully, so... If they get caught, then they would probably... The gremlins would squawk and kind of, like, alert... Mm. the uh, kingdom that there's intruders about and then they would be brought inside okay be... oh maybe if they if they get caught as like intruders when they're brought before the king to like explain themselves and so then in that it sort of switches the conversation with the king from being like uh, the king asking them to do something to being the king demanding that they do something for him because they were caught, you know? Yes. So it alters the dynamic there. I think that would be interesting. Yeah. Okay, so they're brought before the king uh, as intruders, not allies. Okay. And then I think that's all right. Do we want to have anything patrolling the courtyard in here, or do we want to just skip straight to detailing the king's throne room? I like the idea of, um, kind of like, uh, like, um, the courtyard is filled with just <laughs> bounds and bounds and bounds of sweets. Okay. <laughs> so they have to literally, like, wade through a waist-deep, just like lake of, of candy. Yes. Alright. Trees that are growing just sweets. <laughs> Got it. The trees grow sweet candy and the fountains spray caramel. I like that. It was basically just Willy Wonka inside. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Got it. Very Wonka. Okay, and in this courtyard, are there just like lounging stuffed animals just eating candy to their heart's content? What is the what's the vibe yeah. in here? All right. It's, it's, yes, <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> lounging uh, candy kingdom royals uh, eat as much sugar as they wish. Without a care in the world. Nice. Okay. Uh, so once they're in 
with the king. Uh, uh, let me let me do let me put some of the numbers on the map and do some of that real quick. And while I'm doing that, I wanted to ask you asked you about your art. But how did you get into like RPGs and role playing games in general? Um. So it started with my um my then boyfriend now fiance. Uh, he told. We went to a bookstore together and we we're just like, okay, this red box looks pretty cool. I think it was just fourth edition D&D &D and okay. we just opened it up and like made characters and just wow. DM for me and just, sent just played it, that. Yeah. And then nice. um, we started to go to like game stores together and we would um, play like random campaigns. Oh, nice. And... Yeah, that's where my dice addiction started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you consider yourself a, a full-blown dice addict slash dice goblin, whatever you want to call it? Yeah, Jojo likes to call me Laura Bailey, but I'm I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not there yet, okay? You don't have, I'm not that bad. Yeah, you don't have literal, uh, like a whole cabinet just full of them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, dice are a, are a dangerous thing to... At first, it's just a, a fascination, and then it becomes slowly something more. <laughs> <laughs> the shiny rooks, right? Oh, the shiny, so tasty. Need the shiny math, so tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat them, kids. Okay, yes, I was gonna say choking hazard. Any children listening, please, do not eat your dice, or just try it once. Rush. Hopefully, the taste will. Uh, dissuade you from trying them again. <laughs> but yes, the math rocks are meant to be rolled, not eaten. Okay, that's nice. So it was just sort of spontaneous. You just found this, you're like, ooh, cool looking. And then <laughs> it turns out it's actually pretty cool to play as well. Yeah, and we oh. actually made a lot of friends that way too. Oh, nice. Just like going to these campaigns and then just meeting new people. I definitely think D&D is a great way to like go out and just meet people. Yeah, absolutely. Even RPGs in general, yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say it's, it's one of the easier way, one of the less stressful ways to uh, meet new people because it's all, everyone, you know, is there to do the same thing. You're all there to have fun. And best of all, everyone, you, you don't even have to like you're role-playing a character so you don't <laughs> you know yeah you don't necessarily have to uh be super out there or feel like you're putting yourself out there it's very it's very nice for the more introverted among us exactly like i would definitely classify myself as an introverted person mm -hmm. but when i play as mayumi i become like just a completely different outgoing like isn't that yeah isn't that I'm crazy everyone's friend <laughs> yeah yeah, that's super, it's super interesting that it's like a phenomenon that happens that I, I feel like a lot of people I talk to have that same thing where I'll say, you know, I'll, I'll tell them and be like, oh yeah, D, you know, D&D is great because you can, you, you have to, you're role playing a character, you don't have to be yourself. And they're like, what do you mean you don't have to be yourself? It's, aren't you, you know, you're, isn't the character you? And you're, I'm like, no, <laughs> the character is not me. And then they me. play and they get it. Right. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a super cool aspect of it is is that you can be this character that's super different from 
sort of how you are in real life, but still feel comfortable and, and feel have fun doing something that is so out of your comfort zone, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Well, let's see. I just about have, have our, our Candy Kingdom detailed here, but I am having... But yes, D&D, if anyone out there is listening to this podcast for some reason without having tried any sort of role-playing games, or you just don't really, haven't ever found the right time or place to get into it, just, there's so many resources out there for finding people who would love to play a game of D&D with you, or if you're looking to DM a game and you want to get into that whole side of it, which I do recommend, since I am a DM, but at the same time it can be a little daunting as I know. So if anyone is, is considering DMing or anything like that, just from a DM to anyone out there, it is worth it. In the end, eventually, it is worth it. <laughs> it's it's odd at first, and takes a lot of practice and rule memorizing and all that, but I think in the end it's it makes you a much more... Well, especially if you're trying to become better at telling stories or writing, I think it helps a lot with that. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I'm sure you could and attest as a, as a player, since I've been a forever DM pretty much, I very rarely get to play, but from someone like you who plays more, would you say that's true in regards to making characters as well, that it helps you sort of be a better, uh, or not better necessarily, but just expand your writing abilities or your sort of character uh, character making abilities yeah i definitely say so it definitely helps to like expand your creativity in like mm-hmm. so many new ways that you haven't thought that you could do before and it's it's crazy and it's just really really nice yeah it's nice <laughs> it is nice <laughs> Well, and if you haven't played any RPG games before, hey, you can always buy some shiny math rocks. Exactly, Start there's always rocks. <laughs> <laughs> if the if the actual gameplay doesn't sound interesting to you, there's always a there's always a shiny math rock addiction waiting around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> People make jewelry out of dice now, and I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Damn. I didn't. I didn't know that that was a whole subgenre of jewelry. That's interesting. Like D10 yeah. earrings and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. D20 necklaces. <laughs> a D20 yeah. necklace would be pretty sick, actually. Yeah. I have one right now. You do? <laughs> oh my god. I was. I was just gonna say. Do you have any dice-based jewelry? But you beat me to it. Nice. I have one D20 necklace and one pair of D10 okay. earrings. Oh wait, no, I lied. I have two D20 necklaces. Oh wow. You're stacked. You have more. <laughs> you have options. Are they just I'm like different colors? <laughs> I like to imagine you just having this on like a gold chain, like a like a early '90s rapper, with like this huge D20 hanging on the end. Yep. <laughs> that's that's accurate. My huh? chain says it's written out, and it says high roller. <laughs> <laughs> I only roll twenties. Yeah. That would be great. Now I want a chain that says high roller with a D20 on it. <laughs> You've, yeah, I'm going to spend way too much money getting that custom made if I ever go to like a Comic-Con or something. If, if, yeah, if 
that ever becomes a thing to go to again. But, God, that would be so fun. Alright, well... Let's see... I was gonna say something and it has entirely slipped my mind. Oh, I remember. What is this King Candy like? I know you said his voice is like King Candy from Candyland. Hasbro, do not copyright claim me, please. We are using it as reference only. But, what is his personality? How, how does he interact? How, how, how worried is he? What are his motivations? That's a lot of questions. Let's start with the basics. What does he look like? Um, so, short and stout. Mm-hmm. Um, has those lollipop glasses. Uh, wears, like, your stereotypical, like, poofy <laughs> yep. king's outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, and his personality is kind of a mix of actually King Candy and um, Jasmine's dad, Princess Jasmine's dad. Oh, okay, yeah, the, the Sultan. The king, the Sultan, yeah. And the Sultan. Okay, so he a bit overprotective, a bit over over uh, zealous, but at the same time means well and just doesn't quite know how to relay that to his daughter yes got it oh i guess he should also have funny ears <laughs> probably <laughs> uh, then again this is a kingdom of candy and stuffed animals so i i think uh genetic inheritance may or may not be out the window at this point but we'll give him bunny ears yes <laughs> And bunny ears. I, for whatever reason, when you said he needs bunny ears, I'm thinking of him having like floppy bunny ears instead of the upright ones because he's kind of like, oh, you know, because he's kind of yes. like just a little squatter, and it just reminds me of one of those like floofy floppy-eared bunnies. Yes, that's cute. Okay. I love it. So he's got this puffy king outfit and these floppy bunny ears. So he's he's pretty adorable from what I'm hearing. And let's see what. So, say the players come to him, uh, sort of without the, uh, without being intruders. Like they they enter into his throne room as guests. What what do you think he greets them with, or is he like too preoccupied to even notice? What is what's his deal? Um, maybe like a nervous kind of okay. welcome. <laughs> Welcome? Question mark. Welcome. So he hits him with a welcome, and <laughs> I would say he's still proud of his kingdom, but he's just very nervous and worried about his daughter. Yeah, uh, he takes pride in his kingdom, but clearly he has something else on his mind. And maybe he doesn't bring it up directly unless players either say, like, is something bothering you? Or if they try to leave, he's like, wait, before you go. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So he, he stops and asks them to track down his daughter. And... 
Again, the name Mayumi, right? And is that M-A-Y-U-M-I? Yes. Okay. His daughter, Mayumi. Or Princess Mayumi, I should say. He is a princess, but of course. <laughs> and does he know a relative area that Princess Mayumi has run off to? Or do players have to sort of snoop around and find out where she went based on sort of maybe like a hints that she left in her room or something like along those lines? Maybe she left behind a note like Mulan style. I like that. Okay, we're tying in all the Disney films. Yep. But, uh, he says if they oh and I imagine he would offer them something for her like safe return hmm yes <laughs> my brain goes to just like a lot of candy but that's just <laughs> me liking candy <laughs> I th- I you mean, should probably it would be a gold. fitting reward <laughs> I think maybe oh, maybe he says that he'll give them a bunch of gold coins but if they take the gold coins they're just like candy coins <gasps> where they had the chocolate yes. coins covered in gold <laughs> <laughs> we made a tie-in <laughs> yes he offers like you know uh, 5,000 gold coins yeah <laughs> safe return players are gonna jump on that that's a lot of gold uh, turns yep. out it's chocolate <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think that would be a fitting like conclusion if the players take the most direct route and ignore what the princess wants just like drag her kicking and screaming back to the castle and say like here's your daughter give us the money they get the money but it's chocolate because oh well they you know they didn't really interface much with with the poor emotional roller coaster happening in this candy kingdom i think that would be funny so yeah that's his so I think that would be just pretty basic just like please please my my daughter's missing I don't remember King Candy's voice so I'm just gonna talk in a <laughs> vaguely worried That's elderly voice yeah. please my daughter's missing you need to find her oh I'm so worried she left it out back in her room if you want hey, go check it out please Oh, he's just so worried and then so they can go look at the note. Maybe we should have other like people here they can talk to, I think, for more more info, maybe. Yes. We can make this super deep. I'm already my mind is going a million miles an hour. I'm if you let me, I'm gonna make this Candy Kingdom into like King's Landing from Game of Thrones with the backstabbing, but I Yeah, I, go for <laughs> it. <laughs> I like I'm thinking he has an advi- a candy advisor that yep. is sort of uh, poisoning his mind, Grima Wormtongue style, saying, uh-huh, and yeah. is secretly a member of the Fried Chicken Kingdom, trying to get this king, <gasps> like, Ooh. you know, like he's he's convinced the king that it's his daughter's duty to, you know, marry off to this to Prince Saunders, and if she doesn't, your kingdom will amount to nothing, sire. That, that sort of thing. Yes. So, so this like seedy. Uh, advisor that is a oh I think we could hint at it and make him like a stuffed rooster or like a chicken or is maybe yeah. that's too obvious I don't know uh, I maybe like a stuffed duck a stuffed duck <laughs> some kind of of bird yeah okay or a goose a goose okay 
I like the goose idea. So also for the memes. <laughs> what you what goose related meme are you referencing? Wasn't there a goose game that was popular? Oh oh recently? yes, Untitled Goose Game. Of course, how could I forget? <laughs> yes, what a what a odd little gem of a game. Yes. So he is a goose that smells faintly of grease. He's a grease goose. Grease goose. <laughs> grease goose. Okay. Um, so if players talk to the grease goose, I, I want him to be like overly nice and helpful, but everything he tells them is like the exact opposite of what is true, you know? To the point where yes. if they notice that, they can they can find out true things by just asking him something and assuming the opposite. Yeah. He's way too happy and helpful. Everything he says is the opposite of the truth. Okay. What's what are a couple of things he lets them in on, or tells them? What do you think would be like some some juicy gossip that he would some lies, honestly, but juicy gossip slash lies that he would tell them? Uh, I'm thinking something about the princess being like you know, be like a trickster and trying to, you know, being malicious and causing her poor father so much pain by running away. When she knows he'd rather her at his side, something like that. Yeah, that works. Okay. Okay, and so bad mouthing the princess, maybe telling them like that she went some that he he heard that she went somewhere that she's not. Or would he would want them to find her, wouldn't they? Wouldn't he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he wouldn't know where she is. That that wouldn't work. <laughs> no. I actually have I have an idea. Go for I'm it. I'm gonna pitch it to you. Oh, of course. Um I have this idea that no matter what the party tries to do, they can't find the princess. But oh. when they go back and try to find um try to tell the king, like, hey, we can't find her. Mm -hmm. Then he he just literally like tells one of the party members, "You're the princess." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Oh no, drat! Well, we'll have we one of you will have to do. Come here." <laughs> I think that would be great. Yeah. Or oh, cause yeah, cause he he deep down the king, you said, doesn't want. To marry off his daughter to this prince. Yes. So, and also, I like the idea that at the very end, once they've received their gold coins, that Mayumi actually does show up. Okay. On an airship and brings <laughs> them back to their place of origin. Oh yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, like she she found her calling as like a as. Uh, out in the out Sky in the skies pirate. on an airship. Yes, I like that. Okay, so they're sent on this 
wild goose chase to um to go find the princess and, yeah <laughs> and uh they search far and wide and they just can't find her we'll detail that this search i think but they go and they try to find her and then when they come back you're saying that maybe when they come back the kingdom uh it's like a procession from the fred from the fred chicken land has come and sort of arrived at the kingdom's gates and the prince is not so subtly hinting that he he wants his wedding now it's been long enough yeah and maybe they have to like try to fight them Ooh, okay like the fried chicken soldiers are trying maybe the fried chicken soldiers have just given up and they're like breaking down the castle gates <laughs> like yeah. we will have we will have the princess whether you want to give her to us or not and then the king comes out and tries to save it and be like, Oh, she's right here! And points to one of the party members. <laughs> Maybe tries to negotiate with the party members, like, Will you be the princess? Please, my yeah, kingdom depends yeah. on it. Uh, I think that would be that would be cool. Okay, so... So the king, the king's plan to sort of uh, satiate the uh, the fried chicken kingdom by by giving them a princess, any princess will do. Yep. Okay. And then, oh, that could go, that could go so many directions. Then, so if they agree, then obviously the fried chicken kingdom calls off its assault, and one of the one of the players is, you know, very quickly, a a. Uh, chicken Chapel has said, I don't like th th these words coming out of my mouth. <laughs> they're, they're wed to this horrible, horrible prince. And, oh, this could go, this could go all sorts of directions. Okay. Before we get too ahead of ourselves, though, who else is in this throne room when they first get here? So we got the advisor who tells them uh, how nasty the princess is for worrying the father. And says that maybe he like hypes up the fried chicken prince is like the best guy ever mm, yeah all that brat needed to do was marry the most eligible bachelor in the skies and then he goes on to describe how wonderful and beautiful he is <laughs> I'll make sure to detail somewhere in the dungeon his utter lack of... I feel like this fried chicken prince should just be, like, the most bland, just, like, irritable person. <laughs> like, he, yep. he, he just thinks he's the best, but in reality, he's, just like, just an airhead, empty asshole that just mm -mm. only cares about himself. I think that would be... Yeah, okay. I definitely agree. So we got the advisor, we got the king, and then we have, let's see, who else is in, in this king's, who else is in the area that they could maybe who talk to? Who be in a throne room? Maybe like some well, There would just be like random nobles nearby probably, and some oh, servants. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, we don't want to overload him with like info, but 
I think just giving them a couple people to talk to about like the princess and maybe get a hint of like she's she's trying to do this for a reason like this is a good thing you know to hint at them that maybe uh this isn't actually what the king wants that could be mm -hmm. good so i think a servant would be good for that like the 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 princess's uh what is it called when they have like the handmaid handmaid that's what it is yeah her, her candy maid whatever we want to call candy maid <laughs> Alright, so this this candy maid, what is she? What is her deal? Is she a stuffed animal as well? Is she a uh, sentient candy being? <laughs> maybe a stuffed animal as well. Okay. Yeah. Alright. But maybe like a literal stuffed bunny. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, stuffed bunny. That is, or that was, the princess's closest friend at the castle. Yeah. Okay, I like that. And this candy maid could maybe hint at players that the princess is, would be happier, like, not, not returning. Like, maybe when they're... When they're saying, like, don't worry, we're gonna go get her back. You know, the, the maid's like, if you don't find her, uh, that's okay. Don't feel bad. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hints that the princess might be happier not being found. Okay. I like that. And then, in the princess's quarters, what do we want them to find? What does her note say? Something along the lines of, Father, I can't take it anymore. I need to be... Blah, 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 blah. I need to be outside <laughs> in the world and find my own destiny. <laughs> I need to find my own destiny out there. I just know there's something out there for me. <laughs> yeah. And it's not marrying that dastardly... Uh, what, I keep forgetting his name. That dastardly prince. Prince Harlan Saunders. Prince Saunders. Okay. Besides, I'm on a diet now. <laughs> No! No! Besides, yeah, besides. <laughs> yeah, P.S. I'm on a diet. Yeah. So all, so the, the all candy meals aren't going to work anymore. <laughs> I like that. And then, okay. So do we want to detail a... Do we want to have something in her quarters to hint at an actual place that she fled to? That the players can go to and check out? Or do we want to sort of just vaguely hint at a direction that they can trek out towards? And maybe they, they do something out there for a bit and then it becomes clear that there's nothing out here and they just have to return. What are you thinking? 
Uh, maybe something that leads them to another location, and then they go to one of the trees, and on the trees it has like a heart sketched on it with the initials M plus G. Ooh, damn! She she found someone else. <laughs> <gasps> the plot. The plot thickens. <laughs> All right, the plot, much like this kingdom, just grew that much sweeter. Right. Where where do you think this place is? You said there's a tree, so I'm so thinking maybe in the courtyard. In the oh, they're just to go going to the courtyard. Out? Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, like something else to hint at where she went. Got it. Okay. Oh yeah. So it's Ma- kind of like more insight into what she's thinking about. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe from the window of her like, of her quarters, like the the tree they can see out the window, prominently. Is there's like a carving on it, uh, so mm-hmm. it can it sort of reminds her of who is this who is this mysterious letter G? Um, he's a sky pirate, <laughs> <laughs> or as I like to call them, skyrits. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I like that. He's a sky pirate. Have you come up with a name or just an initial? Um, his name is Gale. Spelled G A E Y L. G A E Y L. Got it. Yep. Was this something you had in mind before going into this, or are you are you? I didn't know I was gonna add it to the dungeon, but I'm like, you know what? It it just adds so much more plots. <laughs> I like it. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. D is Gale. The sky pirate. Nice. So is he? He's just an actual. So he's not candy or stuffed animal, or is he? Nope. He's no. just a. Half he just owns dude. an airship. <laughs> and yeah. He's a pirate. Got it. Yep. Owns an airship. Is a pirate. Cool. And so the princess has been secretly meeting with him. Uh, at the edges of the kingdom, he'll fly up, and they can. He's her, her real, the real one she wants to uh, run away with, rather than this. Mm-hmm. Oh, we could have a, a pretty great thing here, where if the the players they can they have to choose whether to side, they can like take the princess's side, obviously, and have her make her happy and independent. But maybe if that's the case, then the enraged Prince Saunders, uh, like, tries to attack the Candy Kingdom, because he wants, yeah, obviously, if, if he wanted this marriage, he would want to rule the kingdom in any case, so. Yeah. Maybe then they can work with this Sky Pirate fellow to, uh, defend the Candy Kingdom and its citizens. <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, they find, like, um... Ascending stone? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a like a like a little uh, hidden sending stone under her mattress or something like that. Yeah. Nice. And then when they try to use it, they find her on the other side of the sending stone. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I like that. So under. Or maybe Gale. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Maybe Gale answers it, and is confused because he's with her. So clearly, this isn't the princess okay yeah a sending stone 
So finding it probably should be not too hard. The way I usually have, like, when players are, they'll go in a room, I'll have a description of it, and then if they say, like, I look under the bed and there's something under the bed, they just find it. Whereas if they just okay. say, like, uh, I roll for investigation, then I let them do that and set a difficulty for it. But I like to have it. I, I feel like it would be annoying to be like, it's a DC 10 investigation to find this thing. And a player literally goes Aww. like, I look under the bed. And it would be yeah. like, they look down there and they're like, no, there's nothing here. And it's just sitting in front of them. You know, I feel like that's yeah. a little cheap. So I think they should just find the thing. All right. On the other end is Gale. Did I spell that right? G-A-E-Y-L, yes. right? Okay. I didn't spell it right the first time, no. Okay. Uh, who is naturally a bit confused. So what does Gale say? Does he does he say does he is he willing to like give up the ghost and say like uh she's with me, like leave us alone, we're happy? Or maybe send something like Mayumi, I have a call from your bedroom. What's going on? Oh, yeah, okay. Like, who is this? And maybe Mayumi is like, you know, grabs the stone out of his hand and is like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going back. Mm -hmm. You'll never find me. <laughs> Oh, ah, my brain is, ah, ideas are flowing now. So maybe then, so they, she initially is just like, go away, leave me alone. And they don't get any leads really. But they now know that she's maybe in the background of the sending stone. They can hear like rotors or something. So they can deduce that it's some kind of vehicle or something along those. I don't know, maybe. I feel like there should be some hint when they're talking to them of where they are, or what they are on, at least. Sending stone with an engraving of an airship on it. Okay, I like that. Or something piratey? <laughs> something piratey, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe it just has the engraving of, like, the flag of his ship, you know? Yeah. What is his flag? <laughs> um... Let's see. Well, you let's... like a. F okay, okay. No, no. I was gonna say I, we should like detail a little bit more about Gale, maybe, and then his flag might just come naturally from that. Okay. So since he's a sky pirate, is he the sort of Robin Hood esque pirate type, or is he just a straight up pirate where he just like murders people and steals their shit? Uh, more Robin Hood esque. Okay. More like um, Dread Pirate Roberts. Got it. Got it. Esque. Yeah. Okay, and what or who is he? Is he like a human? Is he a some sort elf. of? He's an elf. Okay. So half elf um, has red hair and green eyes. Okay. Quite handsome, but in the way that is like he's like grungy but handsome at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> sort of a Jason Momoa handsome. Yeah. <laughs> With a rugged edge. Alright, I can dig it. 
So he's got the pirate look, but he's also like hot at the same time. Understood. <laughs> yes. Nice. Unlike Prince Saunders. <laughs> I will literally put that in the description text for him. I'll just put yeah. unlike Prince Saunders. Alright. Nice. <laughs> okay. So if he's like that dread pirate Roberts type where he's he's pirating but for a good cause, then his flag would probably be something more like uh, more like a like a hand that's like spilling gold out of it, or maybe like a purse with a cut in it, or something like some something to indicate that he like is giving the gold to people who need it, hmm. or the wealth would be what I assume. But what was your what was your idea that you had before I rudely interrupted you earlier? Oh no, that's okay. Uh, my idea was a feather on top of a uh, like the 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 wheel. Oh, a feather on a wheel. Okay. Oh, because it's an airship. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also because um, the name is based off of the word gale, which literally means wind. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So a feather sitting on a ship's wheel. Or floating above a ship's wheel, rather. I like that. Okay. So now that they... So if they explore and they, they can find this... Uh, I always like to have more than one way for players to find out about something. Because sometimes they'll just not go to a certain room or they won't, you know, look out the window. Or so, there's a lot of opportunities to miss this. So maybe we have some of the court gossip be about this dastardly uh, pirate who's been like looting the valuables <laughs> something like that yeah maybe that would be good gossip also maybe the uh, princess's candy maid would like spill the beans and say yeah, oh. she's, with, she's probably with her boyfriend right now <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, so maybe we make that like a like a check like players notice that she's holding back and if they mm. successfully intimidate or persuade, they can get the candy made to spill the beans. Yes. The jelly beans. The <laughs> what if she just literally drops a bag of jelly beans? Oh my, yeah, like she's holding it as they're, they're she's just like eating out of it as they're talking. And then if they're like, tell us the truth, she's like, fine, and drops them. <laughs> I like that. So the princess is out with, her, with man. her mans. Her mans. Alright, I like that. So her her mans, Gail, is is quite the quite the pirate from the sounds of it. So to find them Well, they don't want to be found, and we don't want players to necessarily find them. So maybe like they they can go what if they ask like the king where this pirate is or what if who knows where gale is or, or where he could be found because i think we need something to set the players off in a direction <laughs> you know oh yeah um hmm 
So who would know that sort of thing? Do we want their... Maybe the advisor knows? Yeah, I would say so. I would say he's just greasy enough to know. <laughs> knows the approximate location of uh, Gale's airship. Uh, just tell... So he would just tell players uh, it's like off to the northeast or something <laughs> just to send them in a direction and then they can explore this this cloud top candy kingdom a little bit the 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 wilds of it so to speak and try yeah. to find where exactly gale is okay so i think we can we should maybe detail those wilds a bit so when they're when they're sent off on their on their very important quest, or if they uh, strike out on their own to find the princess and Gale, then what do they encounter out here? Do you want this to be like a a, a cute candy battle or something? <laughs> yeah, um... like they they have to fight some manner of wild, uh, sweet based creature. Maybe, uh, maybe it's a giant spider, but the spider webs are cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> the spider webs are like sponge sugar. Yeah. Okay. So the the sponge sugar spider, I like it. Yes. So after searching for uh, a while for the princess, players reach the edge of the kingdom or rather the cloud where there is a large uh well let's see do we want it to be a surprise like they're walking and then suddenly the cotton candy beneath them gives out and they find themselves caught in a big web yeah i like that idea okay And leaves behind a sugary, sticky web. I think this, uh... <laughs> I think this creature could be a super interesting custom monster, because I try to include at least one custom creature in all my dungeons. And Ooh. this is quite the custom creature. So, a... So it's like a big candy spider what do you think it should look like i want to play off like the classic spider motif you know like something some kind of pattern on its uh, abdomen like the big bulbous maybe, part yeah maybe like um peppermint candy cane themed so like red and white <laughs> okay yeah like it's striped so maybe the legs yeah. are the, the whole spider is sort of peppermint striped and then yeah. oh maybe it looks Oh, there's the there goes the bard. Goodbye, bard. <laughs> Maybe uh, it has. I don't know why, but I am thinking of this thing as looking like a giant gusher, like it's filled with some sort of candy liquid. 
Oh, maybe like, the abdomen is like translucent. Like it's tr- it yeah, they like can a... see into it, and it has like this bright yeah. green, like a- like this candy apple looking liquid inside. Yeah. <laughs> And the ab. So the abdomen would have this fluid inside. Okay, so this thing tries to get at players, and all detail that combat details just in the actual, in the the finished version of the dungeon. Which, by the way, if you were wondering what I'm talking about when I keep saying that. That's because we post a finished version, as I like to call it, of every dungeon on our subreddit, where I will take the wonderful dungeon that we make here together over the next however many episodes and compile it into a nice-looking, professionally-designed PDF with custom monsters, custom encounters, and all of it written up so you can play it for your own group. And you can find those over on our subreddit, r slash dungeon for two. So, a quick plug for that. But I think this thing is going to be quite the beast to flesh out when that time comes but i think we can flesh out the basics so what what does this fluid do to players if they get stung or like skewered or bitten however the spider injects it (laughs) i'm thinking like poison or acid like oh what if it raises their blood sugar so much it acts like poison (laughs) oh yeah the liquid is just like pure, sh- pure liquid sugar. Oh, you know when you get a sugar high and then you come mm-hmm. down, you just get like a sugar crash. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that would be super cool. Exhaustion? Like when they get hit by it, what for one round they get like advantage on everything because they get a sugar rush, and then afterwards they gain a level of exhaustion and they're poisoned. Oh, that's evil! <laughs> I love it. So they get the rush followed by the crash. I like that. That's cool. So maybe they could intentionally get stung for the rush. Mm-hmm, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Very cool. I spelled poison wrong. Incredible. Alright. I like that. And then after fighting this thing off... Mm, is there something like caught in its web maybe that they can get as a reward yeah that sounds good um hmm i'm not sure let's see it would probably be something from like a careless candy denizen that wandered into the web previously and was Ah. was received the ultimate sugar crash (laughs) but hmm Maybe like um, an endless decanter of water or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, that's an item. That would be cool. But instead of water, maybe it's like soda or some kind of sugary drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of hot cocoa. Of hot cocoa, I love it. Okay. It's an endless hot cocoa cup. Yeah. I like that. All right. Nice. And then... At this point, they should realize then, after after this thing collapses the cotton candy into the web and the players fight it, and if they live uh, and get out, they should notice that they're at the edge of the kingdom and they can't go any further. So, you know, the princess, there's and there's been no sign of the princess. So at this point, uh, one would hope they would be like, let's just go back to the king. 
Yeah. That's what I would do if I was the player. I'm like, no. Yeah. She's I'm, not I'll, here. I'll put in a note in the, in the, uh, when I write this one up and say, like, you know, if players are convinced that they can find the princess, uh, like we might, we might want to put in some kind of, um, contingency for that because I think a lot of the time players will be used to there always being a solution. Like they can always have the right solution to something. So she's got to be out here somewhere. Um, so we might want to have a contingency plan for that. Okay. So to that end, I would think to just say, like, you scour the Candy Kingdom and find not a nary a thing, not a footprint, not a strand of, of hair, not a not a fur on her ear, nothing. And um Maybe we entice them to come back to the kingdom. Like maybe they see a procession in the distance of this odd fried chicken banners that are marching slowly oh. in the direction of the castle. Yeah. And they would hear like horns and stuff. Yeah. So the fried chicken kingdom procession sort of passes near them and they're like, oh no. <laughs> they look like they're... First thing they're... you notice is the greasy smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> can, yeah, they can smell the procession. Before they can see it. I like that. And that should stand out to them because in this land of, of sugar and candy, a the smell of like deep fried chicken grease should be pretty unique yeah all right i like that <laughs> this is a very like th just this is probably the most visually and like thematically interesting dungeon i've i have had to make so far this is <laughs> wonderful oh thank you the the whole this vibe is what <laughs> is going on in my head 24 7 <laughs> This... Just one brain cell focused on this. <laughs> your, your whole your whole brain cell is devoted to <laughs> fleshing out this candy kingdom in the clouds. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I think it's gone way deeper than I initially even gave it credit for. We've had we've had some characters. We have the greasy goose, we got the the candy handmaid. We have this sky pirate man who is just oh, it's so it's so juicy. I can't wait to flesh out the the various conclusions to this. Oh, wait, before Yeah, I'm excited. Before we do that, how about so we we detailed what happens if the players enter into the king's presence as like neutral like just visitors. But what happens if they oh. come to him in chains? Maybe he just straight up tries to like make the one of them marry Oh, okay. Yeah, he just he straight up says, "You have a choice: either find find my daughter in twenty four hours, or one of you must marry the prince." Yes. Okay. One of them must marry the prince. I like that. <laughs> so yeah, they don't get a choice in this case. Uh, and if they refuse. What do you think? That they say, no, I will not. Uh, they gotta fight giant uh, stuffy and snuggly. <laughs> <laughs> Stuffles and snuggles. I, I will make 
snuggles and stuffles ridiculously strong i want that i want them to be terrifying <laughs> in combat <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i like that a lot okay <laughs> so they have to battle <laughs> stuffles and snuggles and maybe like if they if they the try rest. yeah yeah if they start fighting too too much the king's like i'll pay you and maybe entices them that way yes good good i like that okay well episode's getting a little long in the teeth but i think we've got quite a lot down for 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 one podcast <laughs> You, you, I asked... Did you say that because Mayumi's a rabbit? Oh, nice. I didn't, but I, <laughs> let's just say I did. <laughs> I think this is, this is wonderful. I can't wait to finish off this, this political yeah. marriage-based drama starring a rabbit girl and a cotton candy kingdom. It's glorious. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Like, <laughs> I never thought that I could make something that is actually playable. And here we are. We're oh, please. Doing you, it. Your ideas were amazing. You came to the table absolutely stacked. You have you had the characters. You had the kingdom. You have you even had the side pirate that you didn't even know would fit. <laughs> you uh, you've had a lot more coming to the table making this dungeon than than most episodes and i think the amount of detail we were allowed we were able to get down really reflects that so thank you for that that's awesome Aww. means means that we got to do a lot less on-air ad-libbing which may or may not result in good dungeon design so thank you for <laughs> for that it's it allows me to be a, a better uh dungeon designer i think <laughs> Yeah, no problem. And thank you for helping out as well. Oh, of course. It's my job. And yes. I, I think that about wraps things up for this episode. So I want to say just one last huge thank you, Cruxy, for your for your fa for the a fascinating look into your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also for just coming on the podcast in the first place. Uh, do you, is there anything you want to shout out? Some projects you're working on? People that you want to give a nod to for our audience um so as you've mentioned i am an artist i am so if you are interested i do have some art commissions available right now if you're playing online playing with your friends roll 20 dnd beyond you might want some tokens i have just the thing for that you can go and head over to my twitter at Cruxicute, C-R-U-X-I-C-U-T-E, U-T-E, And I'll be, I'll be sure to link it. that Anyways. in the descriptions. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can hit me up for some uh, art commissions and yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll be glad to do it for you. You heard it here first. Go check that out for art commissions, for character tokens. As you've seen, even a taste of the art in that sketch. Uh, Cruxy is a wonderful artist, so be sure to check her out. And I want to thank all of our listeners out there. You guys always support the podcast and are the reason I continue to do this podcast. So thank you. Your support and continued listening and watching means the world to me. 
So if you want to see the finished version of this dungeon once it's all done, so once probably the next episode is up, that finished version will also be up on our subreddit over at r slash dungeon for two. You can also check out our Twitter at Dungeon for Two, where I post various random thoughts that pop into my head, as well as mostly D&D related content and notifications about options for new guests on the podcast or when we are running our one shots. Speaking of, for every dungeon that we make on the podcast now, I will be running a one shot for it the night that it releases. So our dungeons and our podcasts always release on Friday mornings. So on Friday night, whenever this dungeon releases, not this episode, but this dungeon, uh, I will have a one shot running of that over on our discord, the discord for two, which again, the link you can find to that in the description. So check that out as well, and until next week, I think- Wait a minute! Hold on. We've forgotten something. Croxy, get back here. What? We have to name this I'm dungeon. Here. I have a name! You do! Okay, what is it? The Lost Princess of Mochi Castle. The Lost Princess of Mochi Castle. And there it is. That is the easiest name I have ever gotten for an episode of this podcast, so... <laughs> Alright, until next week when we finish up this dungeon, this is your Dungeon Doctor, signing off.